have because I have goals and I have like what I call like seven summits just because I was inspired by all this mountain climbing. Yeah. Right. So I, I want I define basically the seven summits of my life. Um, so I, I if for me to be able to achieve all of these things that I love, um, I think to me is a I would consider it to be a successful life for me. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Basson with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. Uh, we have Dave Rescobear. I say that right. I said it right that time. Yeah, that's correct. Good, yes. good. Welcome, Dave. Uh, we are kind of meeting for the first time, but uh, a buddy of mine and somebody I guess you know kind of recommend you. I don't know if you know Alex Scott at all. Yeah, yeah. of course. He's a, yeah. He's a, yep, special guy. Call him that. <laughs> He's a, he's a good friend of mine. I've known him for, for some time now. So is Mark. But I um, wanted to just kind of welcome you on and, and really just start out. Where are you from originally? If you're not originally from here, is that correct? Yeah, I'm not from here. So I uh, actually was born and raised in the Philippines. Okay. Uh, I moved here in uh, 2010. So at that time, I was already uh, 30 years old. Uh, and I moved to Cincinnati for a career opportunity. Wow. Yeah. What... Uh, what was that opportunity? Uh, it was uh, a PNG. Okay. So okay. Uh, at the time, I was already working for uh, Hewlett Packard in the Philippines, and I was uh, like a regional operations leader for Asia, for the PNG account. And uh, at the time, they were looking for somebody to lead our North American operations, and they thought that there's somebody in the Philippines who may be, you know, interested or is qualified to basically do the role because. Uh, um, there was a time in the Philippines that there was a, a manager in Cincinnati who went on expat assignment in the Philippines and who I reported to. So at the time, I was just telling him, oh, I have uh, aspirations of working in the U.S. as well. If there's opportunities in the future, you know, just let me know. And yeah, and so... Uh, that's very cool. Once you open up, then he, he, he asked me yeah, if I'm interested. So, that's very cool. Yeah. What, uh, so moving here at the age of 30, what was that kind of like? I was uh, actually very... Uh, I'd say difficult, exciting, um, yeah, and basically terrifying at the same time. Um, it was uh, difficult because uh, I know it's going to be a big change in my lifestyle. Um, I'm going to leave behind many of my friends, uh, you know, my uh, relatives, um, and I'm gonna start everything all over again here in the US. Yeah, because you're moving with, with no one here. Exactly, yeah. Right. Though my mom is actually uh, in Seattle. Okay. Uh, she's been living there for so many years. But uh, um, anyway, we don't really have uh, much of a relationship. Yeah, okay, <laughs> but, that's fine. But anyway, um, but yeah, I just moved here by myself um, uh, when I was uh, 30. And, it was, and uh, how long ago was that? Exciting. That was uh, eight years ago. Eight years ago? Yeah, eight years ago. So how was that... Um, you know what I guess maybe just think like what's the first like couple months of you living here what's that like uh, I'm was, sure there's some weird <laughs> stories it was a lot of uh, weird stories because I've never lived in uh, like the four season country uh -huh. so and I moved here December 1st okay all and right it was really, uh, yep. it was really tough for me Welcome. yeah coming from a tropical yeah. Uh, country as a Philippines. yeah you might actually be comfortable in here right now <laughs> I'm sweating <laughs> profusely right now you may actually be comfortable because uh, right. it is hot it was very hot. Um, 
I just know that at every t- any time I've ever gone to another country, especially when you're you're not there vacationing, you know, you're not on a resort, you're in the everyday life, you know, even just things as like buying groceries is a different experience. You know, uh, everyone, every culture, every country does something a little bit different. Um, I don't know if there's anything like that that really stuck out when you first moved here, or yeah, things absolutely. that you've noticed along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at the time, I uh, the first uh, place I live in is uh, actually in downtown Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a condo with company, and obviously there's no grocery in yeah, yeah. downtown at the time, 2010, uh-huh. right? So uh, especially in 2010. In 2010, especially yeah. 2010, yeah. Um, so I didn't I didn't know anything about downtown. So I would just walk all the way to OTR oh, wow. to Kroger's. Oh, you know, not knowing yeah. like you know the right. reputation. Yeah. Of it. yeah, And I was like, and people were looking at me, and I didn't care about it. Just I was just being so naive, right? I guess. And later, just after a while, they learned that you know yeah. it's probably not the best idea to actually like, uh, oh, walk there's, there. And there's that one in Newport. It's <laughs> a lot more things. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not the most. Uh, that's not the safest part yeah, of town. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. At least in 2010. In 2010, 2010 yeah. yeah. That's way. actually about when I lived in Over the Rhine, and I lived up on off Milton Street off Liberty, yeah. and Liberty and Sycamore meet, and same kind of thing. It was beautiful homes and everything, but it was just these little pockets of, of you know, trouble that was happening. Right, you know? yeah. Things yeah. have changed, obviously, uh, for the better or worse, depending on who you talk to, but uh, it's definitely a little bit different now. Still no grocery, though, yeah. oddly enough. Headquarters yeah. of Kroger. There's there's yes. one little tiny Kroger in downtown. Mm-hmm. You yeah. figured they'd have something else by now. Um, so are you still with PNG? Um, not really. Um, I am with the company now. It's called DXC Technology. Okay. But I'm still supporting PNG account. Okay. Though I'm in the middle of transition right now into a new account. So uh, we actually just won a different account, and I'm going to be the overall account leader for this new account. So it's based in Philadelphia, it's uh, Campbell's. Okay. So uh, there might be a possibility that I may be moving to Philadelphia in the next few months uh, for, oh, that, wow. for that role. So wow. it's a very good opportunity for me. It's a step up and a big responsibility and I'm really excited about it. It's, uh, it's a fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Philly's got some cool things as well. It's a cool little town. Um, not little town, it's a pretty big, pretty yeah. big city. Yeah. Um, so one of the reasons that, you know, I've we kind of became Facebook friends, kind of checked you out online. You seem like you do a lot of adventurous types of things, or at least you have an adventurous spirit, right? <laughs> was that yeah. your whole life, or is that something that maybe moving to a different country, you know, I think you almost become adventurous. Yeah, that, that, that's true. Actually, it's more that the latter, right? Um, because back in the Philippines, I wouldn't say I'm very uh, adventurous or a risk taker kind of guy. Um, in fact, it's not even on the day one that I moved here that I became more adventurous. I would say one of the life-changing uh, thing for me is when I get to know CrossFit. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's really interesting um, because uh, you know, uh, you know well, actually I learned CrossFit through uh, uh, Pete Hagenos. Uh, he's a uh, with Thrive Chiropractic. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So he's yep. the one who introduced yep. it. Yeah, so he's a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I I got introduced into CrossFit and. I mean, I think just the way that the training, right, our approach to training, mm-hmm. um, that uh, you, you take some risks, you uh, you face your fears, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, this the variety of things that you do. I think it also affected the way I, I uh, you know, I view other aspects of my life. I think it shapes, it, it changes yeah. your mind. Exactly. One, one of the things yeah. that we talk about here a lot is um, the ability to problem solve. And what I mean by that is, 
you're face you said you're facing a fear you know of this yeah. workout maybe that is looks terrifying and then you yeah. get through it and you go oh that wasn't that bad and you kind of move past this fear yeah. and then when something else comes up in your life that may be uh may have used to been a problem you can now break it apart piece by piece like you would a chipper or something absolutely you know yeah. um and so I think like that'll bleed over, like you said, in your everyday life. I saw you bungee jumping right, and things yeah. like that. What made you try and decide to do that? Yeah, uh, I mean, the bungee jumping is uh, something I've always wanted to do. Uh, but at that time, I, I, I was in uh, Zambia. I, I joined the, this event called Bike Zambia, uh, which is basically uh, 325 miles of uh, cycling in. Did you say 325? Yeah, 325 miles. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Over uh, like seven or eight days of cycling across the country in Zambia uh, to, to raise some funds, um, you know, for uh, several charities in, in that country. Uh, but basically, towards the end of the trip, or I'm sorry, the, the event, right, the, the finish line is actually in uh, Victoria Falls, which is uh, one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Yeah. And uh, what better way to basically end my, uh, my journey in Zambia but to uh, do a, a bungee jump, you know, in, in one of the most beautiful, like, sites, yeah. in, you know, in the world. So, yeah, I, I think that that adrenaline high and just uh, the celebration, celebratory mood and all that just came all together, and I thought, you know what, I do it. Uh, but uh, I, but before that, I've done uh, skydiving yeah. before. Yeah. Um, uh, but I know that before doing the bungee jump, I was reading actually online, like, what is more terrifying was more yeah know, and the more that I read about it yeah, makes yeah, yeah. Me, uh, what a, get more scared about bungee jumping uh, what's it what's it feel like it is uh, I, I mean I think it's uh, it's definitely very terrifying I mean that, that very point of uh, you know jumping mm -hmm. is very terrifying um, but I know that I, I because of I had some experiences before of embracing the fear uh, just trusting the process you know uh, I think that mental toolkit somehow allowed me to just, you know what, just go and um, go for yeah, it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, go for it. It was great. Um, the only worst part about it is really because I, I also get easy, uh, easily like uh, air motion sickness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's the only problem that I have. It's just all the spinning and the Yeah, because you're just. Because you, you, yeah. you kind of hit the bottom, you dangle. Yeah, down you just there dangle, and just yeah. spin around. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And you, then you don't get to actually enjoy the view as much because you're uh, almost like disoriented. Yeah. You know, you're upside down and tumbling uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. But the videos are cool, so that's... Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, you are introduced to CrossFit. When was that, um, you know, kind of in your journey here? About how many years in? So I uh, started around, uh, I would say around 2013, so at least five years now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I started first the class, uh, the class, and then I, I moved into like a competitive or the sports uh, uh -huh. track. And then I would say in the past four years, or no, maybe three years now, I'm the individual programming with Steve. Okay. Yeah. And you've always been a Cincinnati strength? I've always been a yeah. uh, Cincinnati strength. Yeah. 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 And we, we know, we both know Steve. We actually did podcasts with Steven yeah. and, uh, you know, really admire his, his knowledge base and, uh, and just the way he does things, I think, is just a little bit different than everyone else. And that's one mm -hmm. of the things that we both admire mm -hmm. about him. Um, what is your, you know, you said you started in like the, the whiteboard class, then moved right. to a competitive type thing, now you do some, what was that, what's been that process for you? So why, why move from one to the next? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm the kind of guy I would say that is a, 
like to keep on challenging myself. Um, I, I like uh, to continuously improve. I'm also very competitive, uh, at least with myself. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I want to see progression. Um, and at that time, when I was in the class, I was seeing the, the sports or the competitive guys are doing much more, I'd say, more difficult or even more, uh, more volumes, mm -hmm. more complex movements, more advanced movements. And I want to be able to get there. And um, I also want to be able to compete, um, at least do some local competitions. I mean, not, you know, I mean, compared to you guys, you're much bigger guys than me, but, you know, you're probably, uh, but I feel like I, I want to be uh, experienced uh, being in the, in the competition you, floor, you know, so I, what I'm getting, what I'm, yeah, what I'm <laughs> gathering is you want yeah. to push yourself to I, your definitely. limit. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, yeah. and that's one of the big differences, Mark, I think that we, I like seeing people want to push themselves. Mm -hmm. What we hate seeing is people want to push themselves to try and beat someone. Mm-hmm. I think there's a big difference between those things. Yeah, you don't right. see it. All, we don't see it yeah. a whole lot anymore. But like you said, you're competitive within yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, absolutely. That's, that's a absolutely. healthy way to put it. And obviously, you want to compete and test yourself against you know other people um, right. as well, maybe around your size or age or what have you. Um, within CrossFit, with the different um, masters levels and, and what have you. But right. um, is that something that's always like started at an early age? Were you athletic as a, as a kid growing up in the Philippines? No, I wouldn't say I'm not athletic, but uh, mm -hmm. I'm very competitive in other Just areas of my life, yeah. you know? Uh, like, I've always been a student leader, like community leader mm -hmm. and student leader. Um, and, you know, I'm always at the top of the class. I'm class valedictorian and all that. You know? So yeah, I, I, awesome. I, 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 uh, You're leading from the front. Yeah, pretty yeah. much, you know? I, 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 I'm, I'm always, always been like that, my nature, my very nature. So I think it just spills over into, you know, I'm able to translate into, say, when you go into more athletic uh, endeavor. Yeah. Um, yeah, even though you yeah. may not be uh, the, the most genetically inclined, right. you know, for a lot of people, the hard work put in and the way you go about your training and the way you kind of think about each movement can actually be beneficial to someone who's got the genetic talent, right. maybe, yeah. you know? Yeah. Nine, yeah. I mean, it's just a cliche, right? It's 99% mental. Absolutely, yeah. it seems yeah. like you're mentally, obviously, a sharp guy that you know what, you already know what the end result should look like. So and it's just like filling in the gaps. Right. So you yeah. have to put in, like with obviously fitness, is just putting in the work, putting in the training, yeah. and obviously having a guy like Steven to, to lead you with the programming. You're like, all right, man, give me this, I'm gonna do it, and here's Absolutely. the result. So that's just really cool, and I feel like you probably did that at, at P&G and in your roles with your yeah. career, and now you're getting to this maybe point with, with your Cincinnati tenure of like, all right, I'm kind of, filled this need and yeah, now it's yeah. on to the next thing so that's, that's absolutely cool. yeah that's good and you know with uh, like what you said the 99 percent mental i totally agree with that i mean when i did a bike zambia i am not even a real cyclist mm. right but uh i know that i have the like after doing the training with cincinnati strength and i know how that i have the basic fitness to be able to uh, uh and being know, able the challenge, to right? use your fitness exactly mm -hmm. but use yeah. my fitness um and but but when you get there, it's really beyond the physical fitness. Of course, there's also the aspect of skills, right? But also the aspect of like it's very mental more than anything. You know, if you're at some point you just want to give up because uh, it's just how challenging the cor challenging the courses. Yep. and you just under the sun like the whole day. And but I just keep on, uh, you know, like again mentally just trying to overcome it. And you know, acknowledge it's going to be very difficult. But then just the challenge is how am I going to respond in this mm. difficult situation, right? And I like, always, always like, um, 
again like trying to overcome my fears and yeah I think that's you know, that's so important and that's yeah. that's basically how we're kind of defined you know yeah. like as, as human beings just like mm -hmm. I have a challenge put in front of me like what's my response because I mean okay. you could quit you know Absolutely, that could yeah. be that could be how you respond exactly yeah yeah but you know there's so many people out there I'm under the belief within these workouts where obviously we're in an intense state we're in basically uh, an oven in here working out you know some days with yeah. uh, this pole barn you build an inventory of wins you know in your corner mm -hmm. like man just coming in here is a win like just doing my best is a win doesn't matter if I'm first you know in this particular day with this particular lift or this particular workout mm -hmm. but in I, I wish you could like you put it into context what's really going inside you know your mind whenever you're mm -hmm. building these wins up over and over again the first time you get a muscle right. up the first time you snatch your body weight whatever it is and you're like oh man like all of a sudden you build this confidence that absolutely i'll sign up for a 300 mile race yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. i'll do that because yeah. i've built this inventory of, of yeah. confidence and wins and, yeah. and that's why i would just really encourage you know anyone that's not involved with something physical in their life like you know it's 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 huge to engage in that you know consistently and to build some wins because it's just as easy to sit on the couch and add up some losses and then all of a sudden we we know that spirals out of control so speaking of that is there um are there you know like we we both mark and i did 30-day challenge mark actually did a second one um the this past month um which just finished up the other day uh, i think the first month mark ran a mile um every Ooh. day for for just you know something he didn't enjoy doing I don't yeah. like you know uh i was doing 100 burpees every day for 30 days uh and then the following month mark ended up doing uh, cold showers every day Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, I guess my question is: Is there, is there, are there personal challenges, personal growth things that you personally do that have helped you along the way, or you know, books read or anything like that? Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I, I love uh, reading books. Uh, actually, both reading and listening. Probably yeah. more listening nowadays. Uh, yeah, I consume, it's easier to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I consume a lot of audiobooks, uh, mostly nonfiction. Uh, but definitely, I am able to um, take away, you know, every time like something, at least even just one thing, right? Uh, a gem of uh, wisdom or some mental toolkit. Little, little nuggets. Yeah, little nuggets yeah. of wisdom, right? Or toolkit that I could use. Uh, and uh, like for example, uh, recently I read the book Alive, and it's a very old. Uh, Book. There's a movie on that one. The, the a group of um, like uh, rugby players in uh, oh. Uruguay got stopped in uh, Andes Mountains. Yep. Right. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They did. A, they did a movie on. There's that. a movie yeah, on that right. one, right? So yeah. that's something that uh, one of my favorites recently. And they, they, they do cannibalism or something. Yeah. That yeah one. That's right. Yeah, but but more than that, I mean. Um, yeah, but obviously that was. There's a guy called Nando Parado who is like who really step up as a leader uh, in the group and. and just walk like miles and miles, right? Just to be able to find some help for, for the group that was left behind. Mm. Um, and you can just imagine, uh, you know, just reading the book, right? I mean, just imagine what he, has, he was going through, um, the kind of leadership that he has, uh, the stamina and, you know, um, the strength and all that that he demonstrated. And, and maybe you can see in my Facebook also that I run every Sunday mm -hmm. in the hills. Yeah, run, yeah. You know? And it's very tough always the, the uphill climb. And whenever I, I do that hill running and I push myself, you know, I I would uh, get from these like these uh, little mental toolkits that I have, including, for example, this one's from Nando Parado, and say, okay, if 
this guy could run from miles and miles. I'm only here for like a few seconds of right. like sprinting in this hill, right? Yep. So, and I know that the human body can do, you know, can, 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 I can push myself more and then I, I won't die, right? So, I think it's all so, yeah. about, and it's, yeah. it's all about perspective yeah. too. That's Again, great. we talked a little bit, yeah. you know, but one of the things I appreciate about yourself is very humble. You know, it's, it's you, you, you know that you've put the work in, but you're also not, you know, braggadocio. You're not, you know, show offing and, oh, and things you. like that. But, but I think that's, it's very key because you, you have, for a lot of people, you have each, you have one path you can go down and that is that kind of route. Mm -hmm. And the other one is, you know, showing some humility. But I think a lot of that comes with, reading those books and knowing that people have done a lot more with a lot less, you know? Yes. And I think that's, uh, I think it's a, it's part of growing up, but, uh, B, I think that is a, a virtue that tends to be lost a lot these days, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. unfortunately. Um, so you spoke a lot about leadership. Um, does that, does that something instilled and you as a kid, or do you grow into that? Um, I don't really know where it even started, uh, but I know as far as I can remember that I'm always um, being appointed as a leader, you know, in the class, or they, uh, you know, they would, my classmates would, would pick me, uh, you know, or when there's nobody stepping up, I feel the need to step up. And it's what, always what been is like that, that. What's that? I what is that feeling? I guess. Because I, I know what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> but what is that feeling for you when, when, when you hear crickets, when someone says, I need a volunteer, and you hear yeah. crickets, what makes you want to go, I'll do it? No, I, I think it's just, uh, I just know that, you know, that, uh, that um, I, I mean, now, for example, I, I, I know that I, I've, I've always done it. I mean, now that I have a lot of experience, so... I can just say that oh I, I can I know that I've led before so yeah. I know that you know I can raise my hands and, and, and be the leader you know but again back in the days I don't even honestly I don't know where, where it actually even came from yeah. yeah I think for a lot of people it's the reason not to do it is fear yeah. scared that that people are gonna laugh at them for wanting to try and lead yeah. and that's very unfortunate in itself it dominates people's lives yeah know? I mean look at fear it's just like mm -hmm. you know why are there's literally human beings that are 600 pounds. It's like, why, why do you think they, how do you think they got that way? It's like, they're, they're scared to leave their house or scared mm -hmm. to, you know, whatever, whatever it is. But, you know, it just dominates people's life. So going back to that inventory that you build up, it's like, whether you realize it or not, like at a young age, you're all of a sudden you're building this leadership, like character and having integrity and, and sharing these experiences. And I think you'll find that the best leaders welcome failure. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I want to fail every day. Like, you know, every every time I fail, I learn. You know, you Absolutely. never, yeah. like Ben Berger, one of the best, you know, CrossFit coaches, he says, we don't, we don't lose, we learn. You know, so it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those, it's one of those kind of mantras. It's almost like, like you say, whenever you're in uh, a pain cave in a workout or if you're going on your run or whatever, you know, I actually got inspired by Navy SEAL uh, David Goggins to do the mile a day. And uh, he's a guy that lost over 100 pounds and made it into the Navy SEAL, was the 32nd African-American uh, SEAL. He's the only guy ever to do Hell Week three mm -hmm. times in a year. Ran 204 miles, basically without stopping to raise mm -hmm. money for charity with broken bones in his foot. And you're like, I can't even run a mile a day. Like, what am I, a wuss? So it's, but, you know, to that point, it's, you know, 
everyone doesn't always uh, realize their breaking point until they step up to volunteer and, and maybe you get pushed to that, but maybe it actually ends up being a, the most positive thing um, that happens in your life. Yeah, think, to, think of all the think of all the rock bottoms yeah. that are the start for so many people. Uh-huh. You know, sure. like yeah. so many people. You know, whether whether it's a weight thing, whether it's maybe a drug issue, or whether it's you know just an emotional rock bottom, mm-hmm. that has been the start for so many different people. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think you know when you break away all the fear and you're like, oh, well, this is the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. So, well, now there's nothing else to be afraid of. You know, so then right. you start to yeah. pick away. Now you're starting to raise your hand, you know, when, when no one else is raising their hand. You know, um, I think there's, there's, like Mark said, there's a lot of value in failing and falling mm-hmm. on your face. Something we've done many a time here, <laughs> you know. Um, so going back to a little bit about, about CrossFit, um, why, how much have you found you know, the biking and running being supplemented by CrossFit. Have you found that like, you know, can you go on a six mile run and not bother you anymore, anymore because of the base you've had? Uh, you mean uh, how? As far uh, as like your, your physical fitness, like right. how's your fit? Like, so for yeah. me, like I found growing up playing soccer, mm-hmm. going back after doing CrossFit for so many years, I found I was faster mm-hmm. at the age of, you know, 29 mm-hmm. and 30 than I was when I played it at 18, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I don't know if you saw a difference between, yeah. you know, like, wow, I feel really good on these runs, even though we don't run a lot. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, the thing is that I don't have a lot of a uh, point of comparison uh, because as I was saying, you know, even when I was, before I moved here in the US, I'm an adult and I was a working professional in the Philippines. I haven't been very athletic, right? Yeah. So, I, but, uh, but I could say though that the past four or five years have been like, I've been the, the fittest uh, stage of my life, sure. right? And perhaps this year is uh, I'm in the best shape of uh, my life so far. Um, but uh, and most pe- most people think yeah. you know you get past thirty and you're on a decline. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and that's not necessarily true. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, what, uh, have you changed your nutrition at all since? Like, were you always a pretty good eater, or you know, do you, everyone has their weaknesses? Yeah. What's your nutrition like uh, look like since starting CrossFit? Has it changed? Yeah, uh, actually, when I started the the CrossFit uh, at the time, I, I got trapped also in that uh, mistake of you know you could eat anything, yeah. right? And, and, and I think probably heard people also having the same experience. Uh, so I was there. Um, actually, I started CrossFit. I was probably around one forty five pounds, and then I grew up to like one hundred eighty five pounds at some point. So oh, I wow. grew bigger, and and because I just want to lift bigger weights, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, to, uh, keep on pushing myself to, to be able to. Uh, get PRs and whatnot and like what they say weight moves weight right yeah. so I, I was ass in, moves mass yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't that uh, mindset for a while uh, but I feel like uh, I thought that my uh, at some point that I, I, I'll, I'll just achieve also my ideal physique mm-hmm. just doing that and obviously it's not happening right um, uh, so I, I, I realized that spe- especially now that I'm getting older mm-hmm. uh, I want to change my goal a little bit, right? I want to work in my physique uh, mm-hmm. this time around, uh, but at the same time, of course, to, to make sure that my performance doesn't uh, degrade as well, sure. right? So, actually, like I started about, about uh, four months ago, I changed my nutrition. Um, so I, I, I 
starting to do now like the, the macro accounting. That's my sure. issue right now. So I, I measure and weigh everything. Um, so right now I'm uh, 140 pounds uh, wow. already. So I lost uh, 21 pounds since April. Wow. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I also lost uh, man of the, some strength, obviously, but, sure. uh, but, but I feel like I, I'm gaining it back again. I mean, Steve, I'm really working very closely with, with Steve to make sure that sure. Uh, it's, you know, uh, I don't lose it completely, right? So, mm-hmm. and I feel like recently, now that I'm settling at this weight, I feel like my, my, my strength is stabilizing again, and I'm sure we'll do some cycling up and down to bulk up and, you know, and cut again. Right, it's right, a, right, yeah, right. So the whole process, yeah. I think, I think for a lot of people yeah. too, they, you know, there are a lot of different ways you can go with nutrition, and you can go a very general route and have great results, but to have impeccable results, you really do have to weigh and measure food. Oh, you that's know, what I learned. <laughs> you know, you yeah. really do. And, and there's know. nothing wrong with, with going a general route. There really isn't. Yeah. You know, but um, it's just like anything else. Like if, if you yeah. want that extra PR, it's going to take that much extra work. Right. If you want this certain physique, it's going to take that much extra work. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Um, because there there is a lot to, there's a lot of math involved. Yeah. Um, Especially yeah. when you talk about being now involved for five years. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like at first, it's like, again, stop eating three bags of chips a day. And then, yeah. you know, you're going you're gonna to look, look better for a lot of people. Yeah. But obviously, once you've been training and, and starting to generally kind of understand like what I put in my body affects mm-hmm. my performance, um, and then you got to really fine tune it. It's like mm-hmm. the whole analogy, like if you want to be a sports car, you got to kind of feed it, feed yourself like one. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, your, your goals are going to change, right? If you're just trying to, to uh, involve everything with the barbell, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you can just eat whatever you want, you know, because it's not, you know, but you may not fit into the, the sport of CrossFit as much. You know, you're going to either move into an Olympic yeah. weightlifting or a powerlifting type realm. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's great for those movements, but you add in a run or you add in right. yeah. uh, some sort of monostructural movement and it's going to crush you. Yeah. You know, so you have to be able to, to again, make that decision on, on what the goal is. And, and I think that was the key word that you said there. Mm-hmm. You said, this time around, my goal is X. Right. Yeah. As for a lot of people, they'll be all over the place and they won't actually have a goal. You know, so you have a, even if a physique goal, there's nothing wrong with a little vanity in the world, right? <laughs> You've been doing this yeah. long enough, it's you know, like, it's yeah, not, exactly, yeah. especially after they changed the, uh, right, the yeah. whole CrossFit Games thing. Right. Probably yeah. not going to be the games, right. you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a very know, limited yeah. number of people going. Yeah, I also know that you know that the CrossFit will always be there forever for me. Um, right. I feel like that's something that the modality of training that I will do for the rest of my life because I really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know this will, will always be there, but I also know that I only have this limited window of where I could work on my physique and I could sure. my body would respond well still. Sure. And, I could and not to mention, and, you know, not to mention, yeah. you know, having the time to do so with yeah. your current position. Absolutely. You know the. Yeah. Like that, that has a lot to do with it as well. I mean, yeah. um, you know, you start stacking on responsibility, it becomes that much harder to make sure right. that your, your macros are on point every day. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So. Um, so when, uh, when you were transitioning from this kind of, you said like almost 185 pounds down to 140, um, what, mentally what is that like i know you're you're you know you said you're weighing and, and measuring food mm, yeah. is it is it really tough to lose that much weight 
It is. Uh, is it, I mean, it's very the, the reason I ask yeah. that is for people who may be listening where, yeah. oh, I want to lose weight. What, what does that take? You know, yeah. so maybe just dive in a little bit for someone who, who may want to go down that route. Yeah. Um, what that looked like for you. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, absolutely very tough. Um, you know, because I mean, in the process, right? I mean, you 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 uh, you, you lose uh, uh, some strength, so, you know. Uh, and, and so knowing you're no going into it, knowing that yeah. there's going to be some some performance changes, right, I think is going to be yeah. key, right? Yeah. Because you know, for a lot of people, uh, the the lean gain or was it? lean gains that's like the it's like it's not a real mm -hmm. thing right you if you want to increase a lot of strength you probably need to yeah. put on some weight when you lose a bunch of weight you're going there's going to be some sort of performance decrease right yeah. so mentally knowing that i think is going to be important um what about just kind of preparing yourself for those 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 cravings that you're definitely going to have yeah. <laughs> when when oh, i got to eat you know right. x amount of cups of broccoli and right. you don't want to how do you kind of get around that no, I, I think, uh, but be, because before that, I uh, I also did some uh, nutrition challenges, and in the process, I learned to to cook. Okay. So yeah. actually, my food right now is 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 very edible. I mean, I actually love the taste of my food, so it's not a problem for me to to eat the the food that I eat every day, even if it's almost the same every day. Um, but um, the difficult is really my, my more of my cravings, right? So I just give myself like. At least two meals in a week where I, I have a free meal. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't go over crazy about it, but at least I get to, um, you know, um, at least have uh, the taste of, again, my cravings and right. it's cinnamon rolls and really the, mm. <laughs> or uh, a donut, for example. Those are yeah. the two things that I, I just yeah. crave. And, but I heard, I heard, it's pretty much okay or consistent the rest of the week. So. I heard a, a good way to kind of look at it, and it's, it's not necessarily having a cheat meal, but just have that one cheat item. Uh -huh. You know, like have your one donut and be okay with it. And, right. you know, don't yeah. don't use that as a jump off point to go on a blowout binge. You right. know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I don't know for some people that that may actually be harder yeah. to just say I'm just going to have this one thing. That may actually be harder for some, but um, but I do think it is important to have an, a, a mental like I need to take a break from right. this. Yeah, and the thing for me is I I do a, a weekly reporting of my status and just being. And so I have these two meals in a week. So um, it's almost like I'm able to break down this long-term goal into smaller chunks, like almost a weekly chunks, right? So we, where we, we measure milestones. And uh, I think that really helps because, oh, I know that I just need to reach, uh, you know, Saturday, my next reporting period, and then things will reset again. So yeah. it makes it more digestible, right, the whole, the whole thing. You're not looking at it as oh, I got six months. Exactly. Oh, what am yeah. I gonna do? Exactly. Yeah. So it helps. And, and the thing is that I, I you know, it's like I was telling you before, since I was a kid, I'm more of like, uh, I guess I'm very competitive, and I, I try I like, also like, like performing, and mm -hmm. so like for example, with Steve giving me a program, I want to make sure that I, I do well against what's prescribed, because it, it also satisfies me knowing that, like a coach. That you know, I'm someone like not really impress the coach, but I mean like to be able to meet the expectations or exceed the expectations. Accountability. Right? Accountability. Right. Yeah. So yeah, someone holding um, you accountable, uh, whether it's you know a coach, even just a friend. Um, yeah. You know, that's one of the things we we always tell people is like you know get get your workout buddy. Yeah. You know, uh, 
make sure they're coming the same class as you are or or if nothing else you know just make sure they're getting there three or four days a week when when you know maybe you're out of town or something like that but it's so huge to have someone there that's relying on you to do whatever you say you're gonna do right yeah you know I think like we talked about uh, it's like are you the type of person that does what you say you're gonna do or are you not it's really that simple you know like if Mark if Mark was gonna say he's gonna take a cold shower every day and Mm -hmm. uh, you know he just told everyone he did it no one's gonna know but He'll know. I will. Yeah. 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 And it becomes one of those things like, am I, the, you know, it's the question you've asked yourself. Am I the type of person that's, that does what I say I'm going to do? Um, and when you can, I think the real shift happens when you can start to hold yourself accountable for a lot of that stuff. I think that's what scares people from setting goals sometimes. Is it's like, everyone knows, like, I need a goal. Mm-hmm. Whether it's with finances or relationship or gym or whatever. And it's like, yeah. I know I should probably spend 15 minutes a day minimally and like really think about like what do I want, like what what do I what's my version of happiness or whatever I want out of life, and you know I don't want my body to look how do I want my language to sound or my title or whatever 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 you're after, um, whatever provides fulfillment, and I think like you said it very very well um, with having these milestones to check in because. If I'm sitting here and I'm 400 pounds and a healthy body weight's for me 200, and I look and I say, man, I gotta lose 200 pounds. Yeah. Or if I say, man, I just gotta lose half a pound every week yeah. for X amount of, you know, and not even like go beyond that. Just yeah. I have to lose half a pound. You know, what's more manageable? You yeah. know, because again, it's so many, one of the things we, we kind of preach here is people wanna run a marathon before they run a mile. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, all right, let's start with a mile. Yeah. Let's start there. Let's see, let's get a baseline. And then, hey, you know, actually, you only made it 800 meters. Mm-hmm. So instead of, you know, well, let's, let's put you on, on this program. And anyway, it's, the, it's the we, human we brain. definitely pride ourselves in that self-awareness. Yeah. It's like understanding, you know, I had a, had a lady who came in one time, and I love her ambition, but we sat down to do goals, and she says, I want to do 20 pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Strict, 20 strict pull-ups. And I wasn't judging her, and, you know, she was yeah. probably in her mid-40s, and a healthy body weight and I said well how many do you think you have right now she's like oh, I probably got like 10 I'm like oh that's great yeah. like, uh, you know that's really good uh, well we went down and, and we, we tested and she mm-hmm. didn't have one oh, you know yeah. so it's just that yeah. and I just saw that deflating and mm. you know but it was in that moment that I think she realized like alright I need to adjust yeah. you know I need yeah. to adjust my course what I was so, going to say the human brain is not very good at scaling mm. up or down you know, it's like, like going to the groceries when you're hungry. Yeah, like, I can eat everything. Exactly. Yeah, we we do not do a very good job logically of scaling, um, you know, big proportions or small proportions up or down. So, uh, like you said, when you break these these micro chunks, these mm-hmm. micro goals down, it gives you something tangible that you can actually check off the box because then you're not focusing on, you know, this goal of I want. XYZ. Right, yeah. You're looking at, oh, I'm I'm just doing this over here and then it leads to that without you really knowing. You're almost tricking right. yourself into it, you know. Um, you know, to, to to add to Mark's stories that the uh guy Mike McKenna who owns the gym in New York, he was talking about how swimmer came in, his young high school kid, and his mom brought him in and said, My son wants to go to the Olympics. And he looked at her and said, Are you an Olympian? She said, no. Is your husband an Olympian? No. 
Probably not going to the Olympics then. And it wasn't a shot. I mean, it's, it's, it was crass. It was a, mm-hmm. a tough, you know, pill to swallow. But, you know, knowing that you're in your late teens already and those guys are bred at age of seven and eight to be Olympians, mm-hmm. you know, you've already missed your shot. You know, and to have that, like, to be able to take that mm-hmm. in. Can you enjoy and love and be devoted to swimming your entire life? Absolutely. I love Olympic weightlifting. I truly love it dearly. There is no way I could work every single day for the rest of my life. There's no way I'll ever make the Olympics. It's just not there. I'm not genetically inclined enough. Mm-hmm. I started way too late in life. But it doesn't mean you can't love it. And I think that's, that translates into here as mostly well. Mostly the yeah. genetics. Uh, Definitely mostly. Yeah. yeah, Mark's got a jacked up back right now. His, hip, <laughs> his hips his hips are how mine are set all the time. So. Yeah, I, I thought we weren't going to talk about that. <laughs> Gloves are off. Gloves yeah. are off. But, um, but anyways, uh, you know, I know we're kind of going down the rabbit hole with it. But I think that the, man. the underlying yeah. thing is is definitely have a goal. And, and write it down. Don't be afraid of it. And take a step back and see how you can really get there. You know, if you if you want to run a marathon, you got to run a mile a day. Yeah. And then yeah. go from there. If you want if you want to end up at four percent body fat, you're gonna have to make mm-hmm. some sacrifices, mm-hmm. man. You yeah. know, like if you, you wanna if you wanna move to the U.S. and and you know fulfill your career, you gotta make some sacrifices. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's huge. I think that's yeah. the uh, the big the big a missing part of a lot of people's equation is this willing to give something up for later satisfaction. Mm-hmm. This whole country is set on, I'll get on a soapbox right now, but like <laughs> the whole country is set up on an instant gratification thing. Oh man. Yeah. You know, it's sad. It's an jobs. epidemic. It is. Yeah. It is, man. I mean, it's like we're, uh, you, you get a whole bunch of people who just expect a lot of things to be handed them and then criticize people who work their butts off. I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, CrossFit or just this kind of whatever, you you know, whatever label you want to put it on, we'll we'll say CrossFit, just style of training attracts people that are very successful uh, in their personal life. People don't come in here that are, that are losers or, you know, that are, man, I can't catch a break. You know, we don't, we don't get a lot of those people. We get a lot of people that go out and make shit happen, you know, and, and they come in here and they work their butts off and yeah, they need some perspective around hey, you know, you're actually not 18 years old anymore. you got to be careful with, with this Saturday other thing when we're at the gym. I bench 405 in high where, school. <laughs> yeah, and that's where we come in, and, and we got to, you know, put the bumpers on the lanes or whatever you want to say and for some people and just guide people through through fitness. Mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of like you were saying, to hold them accountable like Steven's doing to you, and hopefully we have that impression on them to where you're like, you know what, I do want to I wanna make Steven proud mm-hmm. with, with my numbers and and uh, yeah, man, I think I think your story is awesome, dude. I think it's really cool, and I'm excited well, to thank see you. Appreciate it. <laughs> where where you go next, man. I know it's success. Yeah, thank you. I think anybody who can uh, pack up their life and mm. uproot it and move somewhere else, and I'll say essentially start over and establish a, you know, uh, not only establish himself but really thrive. You know, I think and not to say you weren't thriving when you were in the Philippines, but I think like you said, the day you step foot here you're like oh i have to be adventurous right. i'm yeah, gonna walk yeah, down the street yeah. and go explore <laughs> this place because because it's foreign yeah. to me um 
So, anyways, like, what's so you know? You said possibly moving to Philly and things like. What's what's next for you? I, you know, you said that my goal right now is very physique oriented. Do you have something past that? Do you have a goal, maybe career wise, maybe uh, you know, athletic wise? Right. Yeah. Anything in the horizon? So, so right now, I uh, I uh, shortlisted my goals right now that I, I want to focus on. So again, that was the physique. Um, Actually, haven't told Steve this yet. It's probably it's the first time uh, he will hear about it if he watches this. But I really want to experience once in my life uh, to do a show, like a basic uh, show next year. There you um, go. So I know it's. Uh, I feel like it's probably too much of a <laughs> of a dream to uh, to pursue. But uh, I, I really, so. really want to work on it. I mean, I I, I really want to do it uh, next year. The, uh, uh, so the actually once the, in my life. The girl know. that we had on last week. Yeah. She was a she's a NPC competitor, so she's a bikini, yeah. and yeah. she's 23, and you know she's okay. kind of putting not putting her life on hold, but it's a major, you yeah. know, a same kind of thing. It's just right. that much more devotion to Absolutely, yeah. And I think it kind of matches with uh, my career aspirations right now because, as I told you, I have a I just got recently promoted and taking on a big responsibility. It means that I also would want to stay put as much as possible and focus on it. So it means that. Um, I'd probably limit my, you know, like my adventure or travel yeah. outside the country for, for, for pleasure or whatnot. Um, so I think it kind of like jives together that mm -hmm. I could work just more consistency and more focus and also focusing on my, on my, on my, on this big uh, career opportunity for me. Um, I would be really interested okay. to see later on if you decide to go that route of yeah. physique show to see how CrossFit fits in that fold because it is so outside the realm right. of yeah. where most of that world lives. Yeah. I would be really, really interested to see uh, how that works out. Yeah. I think that'd be yeah, super cool. Yeah, because I still want to use uh, CrossFit as, uh, uh, as I say, the mode for me yeah. to, to achieve the, the, the okay. physique that I, hopefully that is ready for the show. Right? Uh, yeah, but, but beyond it, uh, I'd say from an athletic person standpoint, I want to be able to uh, also uh, a I don't know, I don't know. I know it's crazy, but I want to do an Ironman in the future. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I've done a triathlon before, uh, but it's not a real triathlon, I would say. Uh, so I want to be able to do like a, a full-length uh, triathlon. So, and I know I need to work on my swimming. I mean, I, I've, that's also the reason why I did the bike Zambia, because yeah. I know it would force me to work on, on my cycling, and actually I came out a better cyclist already than before coming in. Yeah. So I think my cycling at least is, is there. Uh, my running is, I keep on working on it. Uh, but the swim is what I need to work on, and then hopefully, at some point in the future, we'll be able to to do a full uh, Ironman. So everyone I've uh, talked to who's ever who's ever done um, either I know a couple people have done half Ironman, and they just said open water swimming is just one of the craziest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they're they're talking about how the people behind you, if, if they want to get in front of you, they'll, right, they'll pull yeah. your ankles and pull you back and get themselves forward. Mm -hmm. And it's like people are trying to drown you while you're trying to swim. It's crazy. That's yeah. fine. But uh, so. but that's uh, that's a, an incredible goal, and I have no so, doubt yeah. that you'll definitely achieve it. For anyone who bikes 325 miles in seven days through <laughs> one of the hotter countries we have, yeah. Yeah. Um, so. that's that's pretty pretty awesome to see. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, achieve that one. Um, one thing we always like to ask as we kind of wrap everything up is just a very, very simple question, um, and that is just what is your definition of success? Wow. That's a pretty deep question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I would say success for me is, is really being uh, uh, happy and uh, satisfied, right? Um, 
and um, you know just really enjoying uh, just being able to do what I, what I love doing um, and I think right now hopefully I'm I feel like I'm on the on the track right now because even from a career standpoint um, I love leadership uh, I love managing an, an organization and that's what I'm doing right now so just being able to do that and continue to pursue that track that I could go to continue to go to the next level uh, and be a successful IT executive um, and then on the other hand from a like fitness also is, is very much uh, central to my life so just being able to achieve these different goals that I set to myself along the way and just enjoying and you know, yeah, just having fun uh, in the process I think that for me is a uh, success for me yeah and right. like also in the travel for example I have because I have goals and I have like what I call like seven summits just because I was inspired by all this mountain climbing yeah right so I, I want I define basically the seven summits of my life um, so I, I if for me to be able to achieve all of these things that I love um, I think to me is a uh, I would consider it to be a successful life for me yeah Wow, yeah. that's great, man. I just want to point out that not one person, when all that question times we've asked that question, no one's ever been like hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Not one person has ever said anything about money. It has always yeah. something to do with aspiring to achieve some happiness and yeah. some balance in your life. So, uh, and that is uh, exactly where you were coming from. So, Kent, thank you enough for coming yeah. on today, man. Oh, thank uh, you very much. Pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Um, and best of luck in the adventures coming towards you in the, the future. So. Uh, thank you all for listening to Triumph Every Day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can find us on triumphstrength.net, on Instagram at triumphstrength, and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. Thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week.